was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. And we're back. Oh, yes. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today we are reviewing episode 20 of season two. Go fish. Go fish. You go fish. No, I told you to go fish. Get a card. Ugh, this game is stupid. <laughs> I quit. So yeah, we are locked and loaded and ready to go with some yeah. fabulous prizes. Oh god, we're doing prizes now? No. Okay. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> with fabulous content. <laughs> it couldn't get any more fabulous. In fact, the more fabulous it gets, the more you get to live at the bottom of the ocean with the stars of this episode. Because <laughs> let me tell you, watch out for that first step because it's a doozy. As I was explaining to Rex just before we got started, but I, you know, we like to keep the chatter about the episode down to a bare minimum before we start the episode. I was like, you know, this is going to be a really short episode, if for no other reason, just because I'm really tired. Well, let me tell you the eight other reasons this is going to be a really short episode. Because this is one of the most egregious Monsters of the Week episodes we've had yeah. since the beginning of season two. Anyway, so in local news, just follow up on last week's opener, I passed my A-plus exam. And you did? I'm and I'm officially A-plus certified. I am officially qualified to speak to you on the phone and say, have you tried turning it off and on again? In a very surly voice. And then hanging up. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm not really all that surprised that you passed. Yeah. No, I, well, I made good and goddamn sure that I wasn't going to fail because it's a lot of money to waste on failing a test. If somebody else is. (laughs) No shit. If somebody else is paying for it, that's one fucking thing. But I was paying (laughs) for that shit out of pocket. Not even loans. So, Josh, how about a mom synopsis? Ugh. There can't be much of one. (laughs) Joshua! What are you doing sitting there, pondering, looking off into the distance all wistfully? It's like you're looking off into the ocean or something. I'm scared of the water, Mom. You know that. Oh, hush, you're not scared of the water. You love the water. Just like I love the water. People die in Lake Michigan every year. Like 50 people or something. It's ridiculous. You never know what's in there. (laughs) Like, fucking, I, well, I mean, there's lots of fish poop and pee, that's for sure. But now there's fucking sea monsters from Sunnydale High School. I'm glad you brought that up, Joshua. I was going to ask, what's that that's trying to eat Buffy? (laughs) Do you do this on purpose? (laughs) You know I do. (laughs) Yep. Would you like to synopsisize for your mother? That's why it's called a mom synopsis. It's like I said the title of the show, but it's not the title of the show. Well, we're thinking about making a spinoff called Mom Synopsis. No. That's not true at all. I just made that up. (laughs) So, Buffy's being hit on by some douchebags at a beach party. Turns out it's like the entire swim team that suddenly everybody at Sunnydale High is 
obsessed with because they're doing well. And I can't really blame them for latching on to an aspect of their school that's suddenly being successful. But, you know, turns out it's drugs. And it's not just any drug. Oh, boy, no. It turns them into heinous sea creatures that are hungry and rapey and their mad scientist gym teacher coach made it happen because gym teachers have such a reputation for being mad scientist biologists and drug pharmacologists pharmacologists there it is that sounds fancy right (laughs) anyway buffy and the scooby gang figured it out They fuck up that goddamn coach and they put him in his own goddamn pit of despair where I'm not quite sure what happens to him, but I have some lewd jokes about it when we get there and everybody was just fine. The end. Except for the three people that already turned into fish. Yeah, but you know, they seemed happy. And the nurse. She's dead. Yeah. (laughs) She's pretty dead. I don't think she made it. They didn't even eat her. No. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. Try to have fun without me. We'll have our Armageddon. You are the one. Someone gets someone gets the chainsaw. You're going to hell. So the episode opens on the beach. The beach. I didn't fucking realize that Sunnydale was on the coast. They've never mentioned this before. Now, I mean, they're in California. Doesn't really matter There's where you are. There's a fuck ton of California not on the coast, dude. Yeah, I know, but is there anywhere in California that isn't only a couple hours drive from the coast? Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty wide state as well as as a tall state. It's a it's Fine. a big fucking state. It's it's pretty big. I know. I took geology class. All right. I don't think you learned that in geology. <laughs> I learned all sorts of things in geology. <laughs> Arizona, Africa, America, <laughs> South America, Egypt, Europe, Connecticut. That's how the song goes, right? Oh, I have no idea what you're fucking singing. <laughs> Delaware, Georgia, <laughs> Kentucky, Iowa, Indiana, Canada. So we open up on the beach. It's a night party. There's bonfires, which most beaches legally you can't have a bonfire. I don't this know why I know this. This is fucking Sunnydale. <laughs> the laws don't apply. Xander's complaining that it is a bit too cold. He's using his nipples to tell the temperature. <laughs> his barometric nipples. Oh, I'm sorry, the temperature, not the pressure. I bet they could tell the pressure too, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he probably has some magical nipples. <laughs> He's a very multi-talented man. <laughs> as he proves in this episode. He does. This episode is a turning point in the series... No, you're not wrong. In every way. I don't know about every way. Every possible way, Rex. I got nothing. Xander talked about his nips, okay? He did. It's the moment we've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Our our female fans want to know what the state of the Xander nipples are. (laughs) Nicholas Brendan, we need some input on this. You should give us a call at 269-743-0783. We have operators standing by. Hey, and we have interacted with him on the internet. A little bit. And yeah, I, he's not not listening to our episode. And if he doesn't regret it already, we're going to make him regret it. <laughs> you know, in a good way. But Xander is complaining that it's dumb to celebrate 
sports stuff, and Cordy is excited that they get to celebrate something, and Willow has a kind of flippant line of, we excel at mortality rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From there, we scroll. First of all, so we're looking at the, uh, at the, at the little group there of, it was Willow, Cordelia, and Xander, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure what was more awkward. Xander yelling, we're number one, with only his arm being in the shot, or the girl behind them that was dancing to no music that we could hear audibly in a circle of people who weren't dancing. I did not notice that backgroundness. <laughs> and that. I mean, it sounds like every high school dance that ever happened, frankly. No. Or at least every middle school Maybe dance. Maybe they were going for authenticity. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they succeeded. But so, the, panning over to Broody Buffy. Yep. Broody Buffy staring at the sea, and and then we see Twat McGee. It rhymes. I was gonna say McGee. <gasps> Twinsies. I wasn't gonna say Twat though. Quick, show me your nipples. Say, no, no. We gotta see if her nipples no. match. No. I need to measure the pressure, Rex. Do that in the privacy of your own home. I mean, I'm here enough. <laughs> I wish I could argue that. <laughs> but no, I he seems okay at first. Oh. Like most really dickbag guys like really? this. I wanted to punch Cameron in the fucking face the second he came on screen. Well, obviously so did I because I know his type. <laughs> but uh just what no, not even because of knowing his type. Like I saw that coming a mile away too. The way he was pretending to be all waxing philosophical. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's eternal. A true mother giving birth to new life and devouring old. Always adaptable, nurturing, yet constant and merciless. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bite me. That's the worst poetry I've ever heard. I did like Buffy's response, though. I was going to go with big and wet. I, You know, <laughs> I was so glad she said that because that was the only thing that could have saved that moment. Yep. The way he was awkwardly slinking around her as he was saying it. But she immediately shoots down any advances of his by saying that she's not ready for that sort of thing. And he says, oh, I, that's fine. I'm no pressure. That's perfectly fine. Excuse me while I perform an eye roll. <laughs> yeah, which I, I half believed him for maybe three seconds. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, there's no way that's not a line. Yeah. And she fell for it briefly. But yeah. thankfully, Buffy doesn't take long to be like, okay, you're a boring dickbag. They did in the first season, but with the second season, they don't flop back and forth with the notion of whether or not she has a good head on her shoulders. So, like, she's like, she sees this shit coming. She most certainly absolutely has a good head on her shoulders. But, you know, I mean, everybody's young and naive when they're young and naive, and you fall for that shit a couple yeah. of times before you start to figure it out and go, oh. But their scene is interrupted very quickly as they hear some yelling. And Jonathan is being tortured by a bully, by a dude named Todd. Now, what I found funny about this part was we hear Jonathan yell, please somebody help me. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. Buffy runs and helps him. And then he gets all uppity about all it. All shitty about it. 
I can take care of myself. Yeah. It was... Uh, obviously, Jonathan, you couldn't. And, there, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm sorry, you didn't specify betwixt your drownings that you needed a male to help you. Yeah. I mean... My bad. He's not a big guy, and he's being bullied by several fucking athletic men. Yeah. I wouldn't need help if I wasn't that outclassed. What was he even doing at that party? I, I guess it was just the whole fucking school. Yeah. But I do want to note that he was having his head dunked in a bucket of ice, ice. water, and that would fucking suck. That really would. That'd be <laughs> fucking freezing. Oh, it would hurt. Have you ever accidentally inhaled ice water? I can't say as I have. I've choked on ice water before. It is really fucking painful. More painful than normal, like, temperature water. Please regale us more thoroughly of this tale of your bewowed ice water drowning. It was not ice water drowning. It was I was taking a drink of ice water and choked on the ice water. We're actually both just dead right now, aren't we? Probably. This is the afterlife. Yep, this is our special kind of hell. Welcome to the afterlife. <laughs> Here's your microphone. Get started on your podcast. Try something that starts oh, with that... six or seven seasons and then move your way up. That explains so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, in, we're in purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Or what's the other word for that? Limbo. Limbo. That was a good game. It was a very good game. I know, right? Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you has some Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. What? A desk. So Buffy steps up, grabs Todd by the arm, uh, makes a, a funny joke about the tattoo the tattoo that he has on his arm. Yeah. Did you run out of Tweety Bird? Or did they run out of Tweety Bird? <laughs> yeah. Which I just love the concept of a tattoo shop running out of a certain stock. Yes. <laughs> it, it could go one of two ways. Either... They're like, no, too many people have done that and we refuse to do it anymore. Or it's like it's a fake kid's tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, So Buffy throws him aside. Cameron steps in and breaks it up. A third guy, Gage, is like, oh, come on, dude. Let's, let's fuck off here. And him and Todd go off to walk the beach or some shit. Yeah, it was, it was Gage and Todd that um, yeah. decided to go have a little uh, romantic bromance evening. Um, I have to mention this because the dude who plays Gage is actually an actor I really fucking love. And I did not know that he was in this. And this is his first fucking time on screen. I could tell. He was pretty green. But his name is Wentworth Miller. Hmm. Um, This is his first role. Uh, he's... Mostly known for playing Leonard Snart in The Flash as Captain Cold, one of the villains in The Flash TV show. Huh. He's a regular there, and he actually headlined several seasons of The Legends of Tomorrow. But he also... Did you ever hear the, of the show Prison Break? No. Uh, it was a big thing in the, the mid-2000s. He headlined that, too. I just thought it was pretty fucking amazing that this was him. I would not have expected because I didn't particularly care for his performance in this. And it, I find it interesting that this is his first time and he has a big part in the fucking episode. He does. Yeah. 
So, you know, that's pretty fucking badass. Well, I mean, if you start out as an extra, what the, you know, as they say, once an extra, always an extra. It's not unheard of for your first role to be a good role. Yeah, true, true. So him and, uh, so Gage and Todd walk the beach. Todd just starts staring off into the fucking distance as Gage keeps walking. And we get this amazing foley of like skin ripping and shit as Todd walks off. Was somebody stirring the macaroni and cheese, Rex? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fucking horrible. God, man. that's good macaroni and cheese. <laughs> but how the fuck Gage did not turn around and see Todd pulling his fucking skin off for yeah, fuck's sake? You'd think that'd be pretty he didn't hear noticeable. It or anything. Just kept walking, went back to the party. He's like, oh, my friend disappeared. Okay. Well, he smelled something funny. He lost him in the darkness. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm bored. Going back to the party. Yep. Anyway. And then we get the opening. Yep. So we're in the computer room with Willow. Yep. And she's admiring all the students' lovely CG-generated pie charts, except for Gage. Who is playing solitaire with naked lady cards. Naked solitaire. Uh, we don't want to imply that he himself is naked. That's the other kind of naked solitaire. He there's might have been. Ki- there's two- no, that shows him with clothes on. Sure. But there's two kinds of naked solitaire. There's solitaire you're naked and solitaire that the cards are naked. I'll take your word for it, Rex. Pretty sure he was naked in the episode. You should all definitely <laughs> rewatch it. And, um, he is naked later after should, he removes his skin. should fact check us on that, definitely. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm right, though. <laughs> but yeah, Willow is concerned about his grades. Snyder shows up. Snyder! And without saying it, Tells Willow to fudge his grades. Well, not before shoving his head firmly up Gage's ass. All the way up. All the way up there, Morty. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, Morty. I'm too old. <laughs> He'll fall right out. <laughs> Gage is pretty young. <laughs> oh, that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so then he thoroughly bullies Willow into yep. giving Gage a non-failing grade. Something in the line of a D? Yeah. I got something in the line of a D right here, Quark. <laughs> I mean, Snyder. Oh, you're a Quark fanboy. Don't lie. We only have so much Quark left in this show. We <laughs> I have know. To, we have to savor every, mo- every moment of it. I'll savor every moment of you. <laughs> I like how your Quark voice does not sound anything like Quark. Sounds exactly like Quark. Otto can attest to it. (laughs) Anyway, from here we cut to the hall where Willow is complaining about Snyder to Cordy and Xander. And Xander is rightfully kind of pissed off about it because he works hard for his D's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. But this whole exchange here, I, I fucking love it. Cordy is essentially saying some people are privileged and they should be privileged. I found it very difficult to disagree with her. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But, I uh, mean, whether it's morally right, it is kind of the way the world works. But I have the bit of the, a bit of the exchange here where she tells Xander that he's just going to have to get over it. And Xander says something along the lines of, well, what, what about all men are created equal? And she says, propaganda spouted out by the ugly and less deserving. I think that was Lincoln. Disgusting mole and stupid hat. And Willow chimes in with, uh, it was Jefferson. He kept slaves. 
Well, <laughs> Cordy's not wrong. And, you know, this also just kind of hammers in the, the subtle point that Cordy is way fucking smarter than she's given credit for. She's quick-witted and has solid information. She's certainly getting better at having solid information. I mean, I feel like when she was talking about the let them eat cake thing, that I didn't feel like her information was quite as... Uh... It's not that her information is wrong, it's that her perspective is skewed. Yeah. Yeah, it was the episode where they were in class talking about Marie Antoinette. So, Buffy isn't there because Buffy is with Swim Boy. <laughs> Swim Boy. <laughs> did Xander call him Swim Boy? Yeah, I believe so. Or I did. I don't know. I think that I think that was you. It's possible. I think that was 100% Rexism. <laughs> Who did say Swim Boy? Was it Rex? Was it Xander? Was it Joss Whedon on the grassy knoll? <laughs> Was he whispering it into a light breeze in the distance as he drank a LaCroix? (laughs) (laughs) Was he gently suggesting a a random fruit through a game of telephone? Anyway, let us know. Give us a call at 269-743-0783. So Buffy's with Swim Boy, and they're in his car. They pull into the parking lot. He is going on and on and on about the fucking ocean. Oh my god, the second they pulled up... I wanted to fucking shoot myself in the face. I think that he never stopped talking about the ocean. Yeah. Like, he has just been talking this whole time. What was he saying right when he pulled up? Something I don't fucking know. Something about dolphins. Vastness or... I don't know. No one... No one is in as love with the ocean as this guy is in love with the ocean. Yeah. I had to Sisyphus my eyes... (laughs) Again, and I Buffy was right there with me. Oh, she's bored as hell by his shit. And she pretty much told him that, too. Yeah. Uh, she was like, I'm about to nod off here. I think I'm just going to... Hey, I just want you to be comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you want her to be comfortable. Oh, and he proves himself wrong very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure she'll be very comfortable once she's locked in the vehicle. How many car doors work like that? Can you just activate the child locks with the fucking well, lock it's button? The front, it's the front seat, too. I don't think they have any child locks like that on the front seat. No, I don't think so. I think child locks are only a back seat it's feature. It's in the script. <laughs> exactly. Hellmouth. But, yeah, it's the Hellmouth. <laughs> but, so he says something along the lines of like, oh, there's no pressure. And then pressures her. Asks her if she's wearing a bra. He went from zero to rapey in like 3.4 seconds. Remarkably fast. Yeah, I'm not about pressure. Are you wearing a bra? Click. Doors locked. Excuse me? He tries to grab Buffy. She grabs his arm and slams his head into the fucking steering wheel. It's just fantastic because he fucking deserves it. It it was a very nice little moment. I had to play it back a few times because I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing where you want 
to make a gif of the loop of him yeah. getting his head smashed. <laughs> and then they, they topped it off with the horn honk. Beep! <laughs> like he was a fucking clown. Yes. So they broke his nose with a horn honk. But, of and course, Snyder's standing outside the fucking car. How is Snyder just following around every one of these little fucking swim team jocks at exactly the right time when they're interacting with one of the Scooby gang? He does the same shit with Buffy. He's always fucking there to catch her when anything yeah. off happens. I think he was on his way back to the set of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, he's like, shit, I've done my time. I gotta fucking go. I gotta, I gotta get to makeup. <laughs> That's gonna take hours. <laughs> Constable, can I hitch a ride with you? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to need to handle this situation with these children. I got this. <laughs> then I'm going to handle you. Oh, oh no. God. I still haven't punished you properly for all your promenade shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> but they end up in the nurse's station. Um... Cam is getting his nose looked at. The fucking coach is there. I'm going to be so sad when I can't do Slasher, Odo, and Quark anymore. Right? I'm I'm not going to stop until he's dead. Every scene he's in, deal with it. Yeah. But their response, Snyder's, the coach's response, is basically, it's all Buffy's fault. For dressing so provocatively. Yep. yep. They, that line... Look at how she's dressed. Why are you dressing that way? This is what you get for dressing that way. That is re- fucking repeated. I only caught twice. There's other times when they talk about how people are dressed and like what comes of that, though. Hmm. No, it's fucked up. And it, what? The, but the most fucked up part about it is, is this is how it's still treated today. Yeah, I I was surprised they went there, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty sad that. Shit's still getting handled that poorly. They kind of had moments like this in the first season that weren't as severe, and they didn't go as far with it with this specific topic of sexual assault and everything. Yeah. And I think the reason why they didn't go as far in the first season is because the show was not cemented in place. Now we're in the second season. Now They're getting they a little have more, ratings. Getting a little more ballsy. Absolutely. Then we go to the library where Buffy is complaining about the situation, as she should. Yeah, she and she absolutely had every right. I mean, so she's disgusted by the nature of being a victim without looking like the victim due to easily manipulated circumstances yep. in a patriarchal society. But clearly, Giles, Willow, and Xander are a bit preoccupied, and they give them this priceless, just abrupt, annoyed glare. Yeah. That pissed me off. It was a little obnoxious. Your friend was just sexually assaulted. Who cares that she can take care of herself? Who cares that she could easily put his head 15 feet underground? Yeah. That doesn't matter. It's still bullshit that it happened. And it's bullshit that the school is responding the way that it is. And no one says a fucking word about it. It's because one of these, you know, assaulting pigs is dead. Yep. Oh, boo-hoo. Because overnight they found Todd's skin. Yep. And we get a really disturbing Oreo cookie reference from Willow. <laughs> Did you want to read that? or no, uh, be, my, be my guest. Uh, okay, so Buffy says, So something ripped him open and ate out his insides? And Willow's like, Like an Oreo cookie. Well, except for, you know, without the chocolatey cookie goodness. The look on everyone's face when... Willow says that. Xander was like, <laughs> just, 
you could see them all slightly green. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who's the psychopath now? My favorite bit, though, I actually put this down as a quote of the day. Buffy says, that doesn't make any sense. Xander replies with, yeah, the skin is the best part. Without missing a beat, she says, any demons with high cholesterol? Giles is She look. gets a weird look from Giles. Yep. And she says, you're going to think about that later, mister, and you're going to laugh. I was really hoping that he would. Yeah. They, they should have <laughs> fucking made a callback to that later in the episode. Yeah, later in the episode, he's just sitting in the fucking library and he just chuckles to himself. No other hint at what he's chuckling at, but you'd know. You'd know. So, in the previous scene in the nurse's room, the coach told Cam to go steam steam himself. So, then from the library, we cut to Cam going into the steam room. And can I just mention, what the fuck high school has a goddamn sauna? They treat Sunnydale like it's a college. They really do. No high school has a fucking steam room. I wouldn't know. The school is obviously not big enough to have that kind of fucking money, especially when obviously all their teams have been failing constantly forever. It's an ongoing joke. There's no way that they have fucking money in the school budget for a steam room for the team. You know what pisses me off is that Giles doesn't laugh at the uh, at the high cholesterol joke, but he laughs so hard at the fucking cream pie joke in in the werewolf yeah. episode. Isn't that obnoxious? It is. That's Quite almost obnoxious. That's almost worse than having a sauna. A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Hey, got your steak, steak. Hey, got your steak, 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 steak. So we're hanging out in horror sauna here. It's it's just what's his name? Cameron sitting there with a broken nose. You know, it's supposed to, supposedly he's in there to help his sinuses because he has a, a very bruised nose. It's not broken, apparently, right. which the coach can tell yeah. just from glancing at it. What a fucking asshole. Well, he he's a high school coach, sure, but he's also a, a pharmacologist and yeah. scientist and... Genius, mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. and genetic... Engineer. Yeah, genetic engineer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Xander's on his way to the uh, to the soda machine. He needs to yeah. get himself an orange. Too much research. Need beverage. <laughs> orange and or grape soda. And he ran up like there's only two people in the fucking hallway. And he runs into Cameron and Cameron's a huge dick about it. Yep. And he's, he's like, watch where you're going when it was obviously Cam- uh, Cameron's fault. But. Xander, like a boss, is like, yeah, whatever. He's picking up his money. Cameron's being a fucking dickbag about it. And he's like, Xander just gets this look about him where he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with you. And he's like, hey, like in the nose, Cam, good look for you. Yeah, meaning what? Meaning Buffy must not be on your list of privileges after all. Which freaking booyah. Yeah. Booyah. Oh, man. Points for Xander on that one. Damn right. Also, I was just flat out impressed with the way he's supposed to be this geek in comparison to the jocks. But if no. if Cameron had picked a fight, he'd have fucked him up. No, we get this great fucking shot when he walks up to Cameron. They're standing face to face within a foot from each other. Uh-huh. And they're of a height. They're of the same stature. This... 
great, very subtle body language from Xander when he steps up to Cam. You see him square his shoulders and kind of arch his back ever so slightly to improve his posture. And immediately he's there at the same height. <laughs> and he, you can tell the look in Xander's eye is he's perfectly ready for a fucking throwdown. Oh, yeah. And Xander's been in enough fights at this point. He's probably been in more fights than Cameron. Oh, fuck yeah. He, dude, he has kept his own against fucking vampires. I have no doubt in my mind that he would be able to roll Cameron's ass. Oh, yeah. Roll it up, light that shit, and smoke it. And then open it up, <laughs> step inside, and close the door behind him. And fuck that shit up, motherfucker. And that's just what you do. Goddamn. That's just what you do. Leave them behind Snickers wrappers. <laughs> but taco crumbles. No fight happens. Cam is like, oh, if I wasn't hungry, I would, you know, beat your ass or whatever. Rearrange the furniture. <laughs> and Xander's like, cafeteria is closed, buddy. And Cameron says, not for me, it isn't. <laughs> and then <laughs> goes to the cafeteria. And guess what? The fucking cafeteria is closed. It's no, it's fucking there. Pretty fucking closed. You being some big ass, badass sports star doesn't mean people are all of a sudden at work at night when the fucking school is closed for fuck's sake. Yeah. Talk about really having your head up your ass in this. Seriously, though. Yeah. And it doesn't make you impervious to your weird transmutating drug new right. gene mutant things because when xander's debating the finer points of grape and orange soda <laughs> um go with orange soda xander seriously grape soda is awful grape tastes like purple just got out of the hospital it's, <laughs> it's it's really not good no definitely orange soda cameron dies he screams xander hears him scream for all we know he's just been eaten by a sea monster right and we see his skin. It's not, it's not been revealed what they are yet. His steaming, but Xander runs in. Steaming pile of viscera is laying there on the floor. Freaky effect, by the way. I, I liked how they did that. Yeah. Like, the, the monsters of the week in this episode are dumb, but not badly done. Oh, the, I, the makeup and the costuming was fantastic. I wonder if they actually used the costume like from the old school like Creature of the Black Lagoon fucking movies or some shit. I don't know. Because it's, it's fucking accurate. I mean, I don't understand how they can pull off this sea creature, but the werewolf was so dumb. Yeah. All they really needed to do to make the werewolf ten times scarier was just make him look a little more glisteny. He was too fuzzy. Yeah. He was a lot like my cat in that way. Yeah. He he looked he was like poofy. A, he looked like a stray dog. I just kind of felt sorry for him. Yeah. Anyway, we're not on that episode. <laughs> um Xander sees the fucking monster and then it cuts to commercial. <laughs> it did. <laughs> It's a very obvious commercial cut. Yep, and then that's it's a, that's a vestige of the old days. You wouldn't yes. understand, kids. <laughs> so they go to the li they're in the library after the commercial, and fucking Cordy can draw. Yeah, apparently very well, mind you. She does a very good rendition of the creature of the Black Lagoon. I know. Who knew? Giles was a bit more condescending than I felt like he needed to be. Yeah. I, um, I feel like Giles wasn't really all there this episode. 
You, no, you're completely right on that count. This was not a good Giles episode. But Cordy is just fucking harsh to Xander. <laughs> <laughs> the sexism in this episode is off the fucking From both charts. ends. From both ends. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what's with a girl making fun of a guy for by r- calling him a girl? Yeah. For running away like a woman. She specifically says you ran away like a woman. Yeah, it's like, hey, Cordelia, you know, you're a woman, and you're a very athletic woman. If he ran away like you, you're saying he ran away effectively. So Willow and Buffy come back. Willow and Buffy enter, confirming Todd and Cameron, they were the best swimmers on the team, and therefore Ah. Gage is probably next. Yep. Uh, Buffy is talking about the situation, and she says, from whence it came... And oh, she yeah. looks at Giles and she's like, I've spent way too much time with you. And Giles responds with just this this great expression of, I've rubbed off on you. <laughs> uh, I didn't catch that. It's a very knowing smile. That's okay. That's why we have two sets of eyes on this. I like that we always seem to catch what the other one doesn't. Exactly. So Willow is tasked to go question Jonathan. And she's super excited about about it she's like really me i'll crack him like an egg (laughs) and and buffy is tasked to go keep an eye on gage what the hell kind of a name is gage anyway uh xander asks what he can do Cordy, cordy suggests that he go out to the parking lot and practice running like a man sexism aside good quip i mean yeah that was funny cordelia is we really get a taste of old Cordelia in this episode. We do. We really do. Just before that, she was like, God, this is so sad. You know, we're supposed to think that she's talking about the deaths of the students. Then she follows it up with, we're never going to win the championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've lost all will to cheerlead. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Good old Cordy. Anyway. You, you mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You, you mean besides you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. So first, I want to mention Buffy says that she's going to go watch Gage, and Giles is like, "Be discreet." We have learned previously that Buffy cannot do this discreetly, and at this moment in my notes, I'm like. Can Buffy follow him discreetly? And no. No, she cannot. <laughs> Clearly not. Because <laughs> we cut to the fucking lounge. And she is... She's sitting there. First off, her magazine is upside down. She may she's as- staring fucking daggers at him. She may as well have sat down across from him and just fucking posed in the thinker position and just sat there wide-eyed. Yeah. He obviously notices her looks up she quickly looks back to her magazine doesn't even notice that it is still upside down just saunter in like (laughs) hello fellow children who i am one of yes (laughs) kind of fun note though he's playing a game boy was he yeah (laughs) old school game boy not even the pocket game boy Goddamn kids and their fucking Game Boys and their... <laughs> and the Vigima games. <laughs> oh. Back oh. in my day, they gave us a wheel and a stick and we liked it. 
the next scene is just fucking gold, though. Gold? Yeah, Willow's interrogation. Because she fucking has the lamp on his face, and she's being all badass about it. Uh Uh-huh. She cracks him immediately like an egg. Like an egg. He's like, huh? They were just messing with me all the time. Of course I wanted to get back at him. And she's like, oh, so you conjured up a, a demon to eat him or some shit like that? He goes, no, I snuck in and peed in the pool. <laughs> oh. Ew. What a stinker. <laughs> it's also good foreshadowing for Jonathan later on in the series. Because he does get into the dark arts. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe he gets into the dark arts because she suggested it. That seems likely. Almost certain. That's canon as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah. Then from here, we cut to the fucking hallway. We get another Snyder scene with the coach. Um, It was at this point I, I had to actually check to see if this was the same actor who played the coach back from the fucking dodgeball episode. Oh, is it? The hyena. It is not. Oh, but I suspect that they were going for that. You yeah, know, the guy from the hyena episode was a way better actor. I'll agree with this that. This guy was just not good. Too over the top in not the right ways. Yeah. I suspect they were going for it being the same character. Sure. But it is not. It's not the same actor. And this is the only episode that we we ever saw this this dude in. The only note from this entire scene is that they're talking about how they have to do tryouts to get more people to have because they need numbers for the team right and xander overhears this ah yes and that's when he gets his brilliant idea which we'll cover that later absolutely from here we go to the bronze buffy's second attempt at being discreet in this episode (laughs) and failing miserably (laughs) so he he winds up confronting her very quickly because he's like what the fuck are you doing yeah He's playing pool. She's staring at him, not even like trying to look like she's doing anything else. Just fucking staring daggers at the back of his fucking head. I'm surprised he didn't immediately try to get with her like every other jock. Yeah. Which was kind of impressive. Kind of, yeah. In a way, I guess. But um, she, she tries to claim that she's a swim groupie. Yeah, and he wasn't buying it. No, not even a little bit. So he runs out. Who was he playing? Was he just playing pool alone? I have no fucking clue, but he left in the middle of the goddamn game if he was playing with another person. What an asshole. (laughs) Seriously. She said that somebody was filleting other people. She She didn't specify who. She didn't specify that it was even other swim team members. But she did say that that she suspects that he is next. Yeah. So then we get this little scene with Angel. And this is the only spot in the whole episode where Angel shows up. And, well, they keep cleverly using him to further the plot a little bit. Yeah. So at least they're making it a useful appearance. Yeah. So he walks up behind Gage after Gage storms out of the bronze to because he's talking about how Buffy's psycho. He... Tries to turn Cameron. Yep. What was his plan here? It's like, oh, some fresh new vampire is going to be able to take Buffy out. Sure. That was dumb. Yeah, very dumb. But he doesn't like Gage's blood. And he's spitting it out as Buffy shows up to kick his ass. Yeah, very much made it a point to be spitting out his blood quite a lot. And then here's, here's what I took issue with. 
Buffy comes running to Gage and he's like, is that the guy that killed Cameron and Todd? <laughs> what? How does he know that Cameron and Todd are dead? I didn't pick up on that at all. The coach and Snyder are completely hiding that fact from the rest of the team. Oh, that, yeah, that is a fucking issue. So huge plot hole there, but who fucking cares? They were pretty careless with this episode this- in general. Despite the fact that Gage has been bitten into his fucking jugular vein by a goddamn vampire, he's not bleeding. At all. (laughs) And Buffy's response to what, what, when he's like, oh, is this what killed Cameron and Todd is, no, that's something else. Unfortunately, we have a lot of something else's in this town. Yeah. And she's not wrong, and Gage is a dumbass for not suspecting that something was fucking up in the first place. Because his fucking teammates are disappearing. Nobody's paying attention at all. It's kind of... Sunnydale has way too high of a mortality rate for everybody to not know that something is up. Jesus Christ, this town is filled with fucking idiots. Absolutely. (laughs) But, Gage... Buffy goes to leave and Gage is like, can can you walk me home? Yeah, like a (laughs) frightened toddler. Next scene, we're in the pool room. Buffy, Willow, and uh, Cordelia, for some reason, are watching the swim team. They just quickly exposititize that Angelus was spitting out the blood of, uh, what's his name, Gage. They suspect that maybe it was because of steroids, which is a bit of a leap. But, I mean, sure... You know, suddenly the team has been performing a lot better. They've been uh, quite a lot bigger douchebags than normal. And they also decided that maybe this is what's attracting this crazy sea monster. They just happen to be right on all three accounts. Mostly. Mostly. I mean, they're not fully right on the attraction of the sea monster, mostly because there isn't a sea monster. Well, sure, because (laughs) we haven't found our twist yet, but it's, it's basically the same thing. And it's bringing out their inner sea monster. We want to bring out the inner sea monster in your (laughs) child at Sunnydale High. (laughs) But, like you said, they they use this fucking random ass, oh yeah, angel still exists-ness bullshit to to further the fucking plot. To derive several very specific points from just from him spitting out some blood. And that's pretty fucking clever writing. A little bit, yeah. It also really kind of hammers in that Angel's still working in the background for something big. Yeah. I do appreciate that they're doing this, though, because it's better than leaving the big bad for, like, several episodes and then coming back later. That's true. I can get on board with that. As flimsy as it is that they would be able to figure this out from something like that... It does keep the episode moving. It's it's about storytelling. Exactly. And not about pure realism. So, anyway. Best part of the scene, though. They're talking about things, and Cordy says, talking about Xander, she goes, not that Chicken Little is much of a witness. Nah. Oh. <laughs> As she's looking off into the distance, and we get the fucking glamour slow-mo shot. From the feet to the head of Xander, who's actually in pretty fucking good shape, I must say. Pretty good shape. (laughs) Upper body, anyway. Yeah. Felt like his legs could use a little work. Yeah. But still, I've rarely been in that good of shape in my life. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I've never been in that good of upper body conditions. I got nothing to talk about there. 
Did she know that that was Xander when she started checking him out? I don't think she did. I don't think she did either. Okay, it just, took her a moment. Just checking. But Xander's walking up in a speedo. Uh huh. She's very impressed. She should be. And he immediately grabs one of those, <laughs> one of those boards. What yeah, do you the call? floaty boards. The floaty board. And he's like, "You guys, I'm undercover." <laughs> Who is it that says not under Buffy. not under much? Buffy says not under much. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> that was funny. That was great. Um, so yeah, and he made the swim team. He tried out last night. Made the swim team. Yeah. Well, I mean, he acted completely of his own accord to do this, but it wasn't a terrible idea. No. So he wants to keep an eye on Gage and the others while Buffy and Willow can't. And Willow says, "When you're nude, I mean." I meant changing. <laughs> She's definitely still attracted to Xander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Xander walks off and Cordy is kind of staring into the middle distance with a, a happy little look on her face. And she's like, I- I'm dating a swimmer from the Sunnydale swim team. <laughs> And then we get a nice little callback to the Jonathan scene where Buffy's just asking Willow real quick, did you get anything out of Jonathan? No, just that he peed in the pool just as Xander is <laughs> diving into the pool. And then she's like, Ew. There's a cumulative between the three of them. They look and they're <laughs> I mean, to be fair, any public pool is going to have like, you know, 10% piss in it. 10%? I mean, that might Come be a, on. That might be a high number, but... Apparently, High number? I was thinking a low number. That seems low to me. A, oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, we're on the same page then. A lot of fucking people piss in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. But also, there's chlorine, first off. Second off, there's a filtration system. Like You piss he, in the pool, don't you, Rex? No, I don't. Sure. I'm not a germaphobe. There, when there's that much fucking chlorine in a goddamn body of water, there's nothing in it can kill you. Yeah, Except no. Except the chlorine. It's just still gross, that's all. <laughs> no, it's definitely gross. I'm just saying germs are everywhere. Why well, fucking freak out about it? Yeah, no, I, I, we're on the same page, totally. Cutting to the steam room, and Xander's just being a complete nerd, <laughs> proving that he doesn't fit in with the jocks at all. No, he does like, not. Hey, you guys get claustrophobic in here? You know, I mean, what's the deal? You perspire a lot, you can't breathe or read. I mean, I guess you could read, but the pages would probably get all wet. And, blah, 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 blah. and we get a hint that the sea monster thingamajigger fish people are under, or the the monster, because we haven't been shown that there's more than one yet. Right. Is under the gym, or the locker room, in a grate in the sewer. Traveling through the sewer grates, yep. Uh, Going the Ninja Turtle route. It's a great mechanic, why not? Well, they've established that Sunnydale must obviously have a very elaborate tunnel system throughout the entire city, because vampires can get fucking everywhere. Absolutely. So, Gage smells something in the locker room. Xander was watching him. He's like, ah, he was right behind me. He'll be right out. His shoes uh, aren't Velcro, so you might need to give him a few extra minutes. Tag, you're it. hey <laughs> Anyway, so he screams, Buffy runs in, and uh, we see this uh, sea monster. Yep. She pushes him out of the way, and he's clearly still in distress. Yep. 
And then Rex's nightmare comes true. Where, where he rips his own fucking skin oh, off. Oh, God. You had to call back to that? Oh, my God. Oh, I had just gotten that scene out of my head. How could you not think of that? Shit. I didn't, and I was... I'm. I, ignorance was bliss, God damn it. Oh, fuck. I'm here to ruin your day. It's a pretty decent fucking effect they do of him pulling his fucking skin off. It was pretty well done. Yeah. The, the special effects in the Foley in this episode are fantastic. <laughs> the yeah. writing, not so much. But they, they spent all their money on the special effects in Foley. <laughs> so Buffy gets bitten by one of them. Now that we have yeah. two fucking sea monsters. She fights them both off. And I really thought that she was going to like be infected and be in danger of turning into one now. Yeah. yeah. And they, then they didn't go anywhere with that. And that was definitely... But the best moment. So she's fighting off these things, and they're somehow fucking overpowering her. That's bullshit, first off. But the coach, like, grabs her, and they fucking slip and slide into the fucking sewer. And it is the most hilarious goddamn shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty neato. They're standing on the other side of the fucking locker room, and it's a good 10 feet, and they they dive belly first and slide across the floor and into the fucking sewer. Yeah, no, I think the guys that played these sea monsters had a lot of fun with this episode. Oh my god. Um, I had to pause it and take a good five minutes to just get the laugh out. <laughs> There, there were a few really cheesy spots in this where I oh god fucking yeah. guffawed. <laughs> so we're in the nurse's room. Yep, and we get this really stupid, shitty speech from the coach. He claims to not know what actually is going on. He doesn't understand why these players are turning into sea monsters. Yeah, it's obviously a fucking lie. Oh, I thought I was really inspiring these boys or something. I don't fucking know. Anyway, computer room with Willow. And she's looking up the dead kids' records. Turns out they all had symptoms of steroid use, like depression and... Uh, depression, brittle bones, something like that. So we have another little expository moment here where they're like, Oh, why would they take drugs? And Buffy immediately knows the answer to this question. Well, they need to win prestige. They need trophies, and it's been like that forever. And Xander's like, oh, sure. All the discus throwers got the best seats at all the crucifixions. Which they probably did. That's a pretty clever response. And it is. also, yeah, they probably did. But he also, he also at one point asks, and I don't know which order he asked this, but he at one point asks, steroid use usually linked with, hey, I'm a fish? And I liked that. <laughs> with what? He asked, is steroid use usually linked with, hey, I'm a fish? <laughs> I totally missed that. <laughs> oh, shit. But Buffy divvies up tasks. Willow's job is to go interrogate the nurse, which she's gung-ho about. <laughs> yes, she's really getting into this interrogation thing. <laughs> Very much so. She's like, is this where she's like, the trick is to not leave any marks? Exactly. Yeah. Xander, he's going to look, he's supposed to look around to find out what's, you know, if anything else is going on. And he says, hey, I'm looking around, guy, which is just a hilarious quip to me. And she and Giles are going to go fishing. Yeah. They almost said the title. Woo. They did. It was really close. They're going to go. They're going fishing with the Trank gun, the badass Trank gun, which 
I'm so happy they called back to that little tidbit. Who from- loves the fish because they're so delicious? Oh, God. Gone sea monster fishing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. From there, we go to the sewer. Duh, sewer. Ninja Turtle Town. If there was any spot in the episode to have Xander on a skateboard, this would have been it. Yeah. He would definitely be the Michelangelo of the crew. Unquestionable. Unquestionably. They're being <laughs> followed. They don't notice that they're being followed. Then we cut to a small tidbit in the steam room where Xander is very badly trying to pry information about steroid use out of the rest of the players. Succeeds, though. Yeah, he does succeed. <laughs> his not- method is shit, but his results speak for themselves, I guess. It's one of those moments where <laughs> he, he just didn't have to try very hard. No. Like, he, he should have just been like, hey, guys, what about steroids? Can I get some steroids? It's kind of like that scene in My Cousin Vinny where he thinks he's being all clever and, you know, buttering up this other lawyer to get information out of him. But actually, he was legally obligated to give him all of that information anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So this is when we learned that the steroids are not being administered to the swim team in the typical manner. They're being breathed in through the steam. Yeah, we should try that sometime. Yeah. Then we cut to... Because one of the lines from the, the computer room earlier was about the results from these students and the nurse must be in on it. So from the steam room, we cut to the nurse being in on it. Yeah. They really dropped that fuchsia trout quick. Yeah, that escalated quickly. We had way more than a fuchsia trout in this one. I dare say we had ourselves a... We had a rose halibut. I was going to say halibut. Yeah. They mention halibut. They do. A rose halibut. Yes, it's a rose halibut. (laughs) Because Buffy says, I think we better find the swim team and lock them up before they get in touch with their inner halibut. Yeah. Yeah. So... Obviously, the nurse is in on it. The coach, they're arguing. The nurse is trying to get him to stop whatever they're doing. The coach is like, no, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing what I want. I do what I want. (laughs) That's right. He does not waste any time at all to shove her into his little pit of despair. No. Like, fuck you. Die. Yeah. Die. He's like, oh, I see that you're opposing my opinion. Uh have a look down there. Bye. I like that just before she gets attacked by the sea monster, he calls her a quitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a weight. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. From here, we go back to the library where Xander is rightfully so freaking out. Having a bit of a Wiggins. A bit of a Wiggins. Wee bit of a Wiggins. We have Irish listeners. <laughs> the Irish hate us. If they don't, we're surprised. <laughs> yes. And we're... We are sorry, but I'm I'm having a really hard time not going a deadly deadly do. <laughs> and I want I just 
legitimately, if you are Irish and you are not offended by us, we would really like to understand why. Tell us why. Give us a call. <laughs> 269-743-0783. We have a voicemail. Willow's like, oh, you've only been in the steam room once. And then he, long pause, and Buffy's like, twice? And he his response is, uh, three times, fish guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> three times a fish guy. Cordy's having a bit of a meltdown over dating the creature from the Blue Lagoon. It's one thing to be dating the unpopular guy, but it's another to be dating the creature from the Blue Lagoon. Xander promptly corrects her, the Black Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon was Brooke Shields. And frankly, that was a damned fine movie, if I do say so really? myself. I liked it. I remember it being rather dumb. I, I liked it and as kind of creepy. I liked it as a kid. I have not seen it since I've been an adult. You watched it as a kid? Yeah. I don't think that was a kid's movie. There's definitely a scene where a fucking centipede crawls out of a dead guy's nose. Do you remember what the plot of Blue Lagoon is with Brooke Shields? Two kids abandoned on an island who grow up on the island alone, then they bang and have a kid. They're cousins, specifically. Were they cousins? Yes. Eh, good for them. By the way... Blue Lagoon has a 9% on Rotten Tomato. I fucking looked it up. Holy shit. It is not a good movie. Really? (laughs) 9%. I enjoyed it as a child. What can I say? Brooke Shields. Of course you fucking enjoyed it as a child. Brooke Shields has always been hot. (laughs) I just liked the concept. It had nothing to do with naked ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not know they were cousins. That's good to know. Yeah, it's creepy. Who knew? The whole fucking movie's creepy. (laughs) This is when we get the inner halibut line. Halibut? Halibut? Halibut. 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 Why do we do this podcast? For the halibut. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really liked that. There you go. I liked that one a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Giles tasks them to find out. Uh, what's in the steroid gas so the hospital's toxicology lab can develop an antidote? Yep. That's when Willow's about to go Yep. check on the nurse. Yeah. And uh, so we're downstairs. Buffy's talking to the coach. Yeah. Damn. This all escalates very fast. Very qu- <laughs> I said the same thing <laughs> at a different point, but there's quite a few spots in this where I'm like, oh, shit, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yes. It goes several tiers up rapidly. And now just keep your skin on. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're going to fucking jail. He's arguing that she has no proof. Oh, no, it's right here. He says, so Buffy's like, all right, we all know that you're drugging the kids. And how are you doing it? And what is it? And he's like, after the fall of the Soviet Union, documents <laughs> came into light. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow that fucking you went straight to the fucking point that escalated quickly yeah yeah and then pulls a gun on her and this is where we find out that he's he's actually a fucking mad scientist apparently yep because he was able to decode some sort of thing that the fucking government couldn't and he uses it to make a winning swim team yeah so he pulls a gun on her and he's like when they were handing out school spirit, you didn't even stand in line. Buffy's response is, I was in line for the shred of sanity, which obviously you skipped. Yeah. As he pulls out the gun. And points it at her and tells her to jump down in the pit, which she does. She could have taken him. Yeah. 
I like the moments, though, when she's dealing with normal shit. Right. Like, dealing with the sexual assault bullshit. Yeah. You know, she handled that fucking perfectly because she's the slayer. And, it like, she's not even five feet fucking away from this asshole. Yeah. When you're, in, when you're that close a range to a gun, you can dodge a bullet when you're that close. Yeah. You just can. Yeah. We say from... All of our experience. Yeah, I did. I dodged a bullet just last night, Rex. I dodged two last week. I dodged eight on my way into the front door <laughs> while you were looking at your watch. Oh, God, that's what that was. Yeah. I thought I heard something. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, you know, I also cooked a taco <laughs> while I was dodging the bullet. God damn, I want tacos so bad right now. <laughs> no. So, yeah, he forces Buffy to get in the sewer. She does... She finds the dead nurse who wasn't eaten, just bitten and bled out, apparently. Yeah. She was surprisingly a lot more intact than I was expecting. Yeah. Than she should have been, mind you. Absolutely. But Buffy's like, oh, you're going to have them eat me too? And no, they've already ate. They're going to fucking rape you. Yeah. Boys have other needs. And I'm like, oh, whoa. Oh, God. It is fucked up this episode's disturbing it is and not for the reasons they wanted I it to be almost kind of want to put a fucking disclaimer on the beginning of this episode before the fucking <laughs> opening music right. because it no like seriously the amount of sexual assault sexism and talk of rape in the episode yeah is obscene it, it kind of is yeah like, don't get me wrong it needs to be addressed sure This is not how it needs to be addressed, though. Yeah, they're certainly not trying to portray it in a good light. Right. Which is good. Definitely. Um, But it was was an uninformed and brash approach. Exactly. Yeah. So, cut from here to the pool, which is outside this room, which... Why this did- whole scene <laughs> like Xander's paranoid that he's about to turn into a sea monster. He runs yep. off into the locker room and we see a sea monster run behind Cordy almost immediately afterwards and yep. leap into the pool. And Cordy has kind of an open heart moment because she's like, oh, no, Xander, you're a fish. And I'm and she was she was legitimately upset and like. Xander. In a very short amount of time, came to terms with that he might be a fish. I still love you. <laughs> I understand if you want to see other fishies, <laughs> but we could still date if you wanted to. And it, it was actually, no, it was a really sweet moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, she really does love him. Oh, gosh. I Yeah, and this is the moment where I'm like, holy shit, she actually is in love with him. She's a real human. This co- combined with the uh, Vampire-Tines Day episode. I know, right? Like... Seriously. Yeah. She's got a fucking thing for Xander, truly and deeply. Definitely. But it's not Xander. He walks up and is like, that's not me. And the, f- the uh, obviously the fish dude chooses then to attack. And they run away. <laughs> and so now we're in the library. Giles is ushering the swim team into the cage. And he's like... Uh, I like that he just locks them <laughs> in the fucking book vault. <laughs> uh, stay calm, chaps. Either we'll find the antidote or... Uh, uh, just stay calm. <laughs> and it's the only like solidly delivered line we get from Giles all episode. Oh, because Willow was just saying, well, we're missing one. And yep. his name is Sean. 
And he and was Sean was skinless dipping. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that too. Yeah. And Xander and Cordy confirmed that that was definitely Sean swimming in the pool. Yep. Uh, they realize Buffy's missing, and Buffy is in the pit below the pool, and she's. She has this ridiculous line. Oh, God. Great. This is just what my reputation needs, that I did it with the entire swim team. Yeah. Because we all have realized that it's been implied that she's about to get gang banged by the mutant swim team, sea creatures. And, I mean, are they even functional down there anymore? What are they going to do? Squirt all over her eggs? What's going on here? Yeah, that's, I mean, that is how fish reproduce. What the fuck? You just leave your eggs on the dresser and you get out of there. That's how this yeah. works, all right? <laughs> that sounds way easier than human relationships, actually. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but Xander shows up immediately. Apparently, he knew exactly where the coach was. He fucks the coach up. Kicks his, his ass. ass. Fuck yes. Who wants to kick some ass? Xander wants to kick some ass. You're supposed to say I do, but also Xander. I do too. All right. And Buffy kicks some fish ass. Glad we had this conversation. Buffy kicks some fish ass. Xander kicks some coach ass. (laughs) Saves Buffy after fucking knocks the coach out. Pulls the grate open. Saves Buffy. She has this badass jump to grab his hand. And fucking, he pulls her up. So, the fucking coach um, cold clocks Xander. With a fucking goddamn pipe wrench. No, I thought it was with the butt of the gun. No, it was a pipe wrench. Ouch. One of those big fucking red pipe wrenches, dude. Ooh, that's a fucking concussion right there. Goes to hit Buffy. She trips him. He falls down the fucking hole. She grabs his leg. She dropped him. I swear she had to have dropped him. There's no way she couldn't have pulled him up. She could have pulled him right back up. You're right. She's like, no, fuck you. You sent me down there to be raped. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I don't think she's fucking wrong in her choices. Yeah. So he's down in the pit. He he gets attacked by all of the sea creatures. But we know they weren't hungry. Exactly. what were they doing to him? And then my suspicions were immediately confirmed when Buffy says, Wow, those boys really love their coach. Yeah. This fucking episode, man. Yeah, this episode was fucked up. So fucked up. (laughs) Um, the, The cleanup on this episode, though, is quick. No, nothing to it. Quick ass wrap up. Um, Xander apparently has to go get a blood transfusion. Something about plasma. Yep. Well, Cordelia is very pleased with Xander, but she'll be just as proud of him if he chooses to play football instead. Uh, I can't imagine Xander playing football. Giles runs in and he's like, uh, "The the other boys have escaped." And Buffy's like, "Oh, I don't think that'll be a problem." And I'm like, "Oh, we're about to wash this one up real good, aren't we?" And where do you think they'll go? Home. And then I just was laughing my fucking balls off for this, like, solid minute of watching these actors in sea creature costumes actually swim out into the ocean. Yeah. Which just... Fucking priceless, man. Fucking priceless. Fucking priceless. Gerarg. Try to have fun without me. 
we'll have our Armageddon. I just want to... How'd you feel? Tell us how you really felt, Rex. Like, okay, the subject matter of this episode is an episode that they should have. Sure. They should touch on this kind of episode if they want to be a feminist show, which was kind of the half premise of this fucking show. Absolutely. But Jesus Christ, face it with nuance. In season three, they have an episode that deals with fucking uh, homicide and school shooting shit, and they face that with fucking nuance. They could have done better with this. Seriously. Sometimes you just got to make a choice and run with it and see if it works. I guess. I feel like this one was a miss. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody needed a vacation. So what was your quote of the day? My quote of the day was Gerarg. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't already picked a quote of the day, I would fucking agree with you on that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me pick another one. Okay, real- yeah. What's your actual quote of the day? Um, I think we both... Gerarg gets an honorable mention in this episode <laughs> because it's fucking over. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. Buffy. I think we'd better find the swim team and lock them up before they get in touch with their inner halibut. Yeah. The halibut joke plays yeah. right into our podcast. I fucking loved it. I liked it. Yeah. I got to go with this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The skin is the best part. Any, <laughs> any demons with high cholesterol? Good call. Oh, good call. The pacing on those those lines was excellent. And the follow-up of, you're going to think about that later, mister, and you're going to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? I believe her. And I think that, yeah, later Giles is going to think about that, and he is going to chuckle silently to himself. He should have. I really wanted him to pick out the most inappropriate moment possible Yes. And just be like, oh, the skin. You know where they should have put it? After he locked the fucking swim team in the goddamn (laughs) thing. As he locks them in, he goes, oh, high cholesterol. I get it. (laughs) That would have been amazing. That would have been perfect. Oh, my God. That would have totally paid off the, like, phoned-in Giles that we got all episode. Yeah, well, I think they just they didn't write him in very well in this one. No. It wasn't his fault. No, it... Yeah, it definitely had nothing to do with Anthony Stewart Head's acting. Absolutely not. Because the few bits that we get where he is in the scene, especially his uh, body language, is perfect. Like, he does fucking great with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the writing on this episode was atrocious. Well, I did say tell us how you really feel. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Please follow us on Twitter. Feel free to like us on Facebook. We'd absolutely love you if you gave us a review on iTunes. You can always email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can even call us and leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. Also, at any given point in time, if you felt like going to www.patreon.com forward slash beer with Buffy, you could uh, support our show to make sure that we are definitely able to 
finish out this series and possibly even start up a sister podcast called Ale with Angel. As always, thank you to Benjamin Alexander for our fantastic transition opening and closing music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. I have wanted fish tacos for days, but this this episode really hammered that in. Fish <laughs> Way up there, Morty. <laughs> done why are we watching this <laughs>